0: Welcome to In It 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 Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Thanks for joining us again, guys.
1: Welcome back.
0: Let me guess you're excited today.
1: You know, I'm having a day. I'm still excited to be here and I'm happy to be able to do this podcast, but I'm just having a day. So I'm just saying it out loud so I can encourage our listeners when you're having a day, just say it.
0: Hey, sometimes you just have to push through it, right? Yeah. We all have days. We all have emotional roller coaster rides that we have to go through. But sometimes you have to just get through it.
1: Yeah, um, I don't like roller coasters. You will never catch me on one at any amusement park. So I don't like this roller coaster. But I know the sooner I just allow myself to ride it from stop to finish, things will work out. And, you know, I'll find my way there. So I'm just on this ride today.
0: So I guess it's a good thing that we're doing reactivity then, right?
1: I don't know if I'm really react reactive today. I'm definitely overstimulated and that's part of this podcast. So I think that this is a really good one to talk about because I can uh, I can feel it as I'm talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I'm usually the reactive one, right? Because I deal with reactivity a lot, I think.
1: Yeah, you um if you look so I actually did look up the def- definition of reactivity and there you were. <laughs> very very reactive. But I will say you've worked quite hard over the last couple weeks that even if you are reactive you'll say I'm being reactive.
0: Well, thank you. I I appreciate that you can see that.
1: Yes, I can. So, we're talking about reactivity today, which really is a heightened state of awareness and we're both in it. I'm in a heightened state of awareness right now. You're in a heightened state, but you're doing really good trying to manage mine. And that's a perfect opportunity for us to just be real raw and relatable on this podcast today. And we're going to talk about it. And reality is, is that reactivity is when you find yourself highly engaged and triggered by external stimuli, right? You're in this upregulatory state of mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Upregulation, right? So, uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and define it for us then?
1: like I was saying, it's a heightened state of awareness and it's when you're really triggered by external stimuli and it's something happens, there's like this automatic response, there's action without thought, there's no consideration or time to properly assess the situation at hand because you're just in a heightened level of awareness. Your nervous system is like, okay, what's happening here? So your perception is skewed and you're just responding and that's kind of like that fight or flight response that comes in.
0: So how is that different than just being triggered?
1: Well, when you're triggered by something, it's because there's something somatically in your body and something in the environment that feels similar. So you kind of can go into a little bit of a fight or flight response. Reactivity means that you can take it to the next level and do something with that triggered behavior. So there's typically some type of a trigger before there's reactivity. So they're, they're linked to one another.
0: No, yes, absolutely. I'm glad you explained that because you have to be kind of triggered to begin with before you become reactive. So reactivity is really a byproduct of your already triggered state.
1: Exactly. And I just want to clarify a little bit. Oftentimes people use that term triggered. like I'm so triggered right now. It's not when you're annoyed. It's not when you're antsy or peeved or like frustrated about something. It's when there is a somatic response in your body a flush of endorphins that come through you that put you into that fight or flight hyper going up or hypo going down arousal state so I just want to make sure that people understand that because you know you hear that term thrown around all like I'm so triggered right now it's like no it's not what it is because you're easily talking about the situation and it's a frustration when you're triggered sometimes you can't even communicate effectively
0: Absolutely. And because we've been talking about me being on the hot seat for this, it's a good way to explain like why I find myself very reactive. So one of my big triggers is emotional irregulation. This is something that I dealt with again in as a young adult with my mother. Right. I felt a lot of her emotional irregulation and that would cause a lot of you know the traumatic events that happen. So it's that emotional irregulation that I find triggering. And fortunately, unfortunately, right, you deal with a lot of that. You have these ups where you're very, very high or very, very low, and we need to find that balance. And when I see that you're emotionally irregulated, that somatically becomes a trigger for me where I'm just reacting to it And it takes a long time. It's it's taken a long time for me to understand that, hey, you already have a storm brewing inside of you. The last thing that you need from me is to be reacting to that because I'm triggered. I have to be able to step away, walk away, understand that you're in a state that you need my support. And the only way for me to get you the support that you need is a lot of the times of me walking away from the situation.
1: Okay. So before I even kind of respond to this, my little brain's going crazy over here. I love you so much. And I want you to like, it's dysregulation. Okay. I know you were saying well, regulation, and I'm, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, oh you're my right. goodness.
0: Dysregulation, not, what was
1: I saying? Irregulation. Irregulation.
0: You're like, right. You know, I, I make up words. You make up words too.
1: I'm the queen of it. So that's why I just wanted to gingerly address this because I have my own dictionary and I'm okay with it. I'm a thesaurus or whatever you call it.
0: Well, thank you for the correction. Yeah. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah. So- Something you had said was, is when you're in a storm, I the last thing that I need, like when I'm in a storm is for you to come. But what used to happen in the past is you'd say, I'm going to create a storm bigger than hers because it's how you controlled it, which always made it worse. Like your storm had to be bigger. And the reality is, is that a storm will eventually die down. If you can get to the eye of the storm, it's the most calmest place. And the way that you can get to someone when they're very reactive is to disarm them. And typically that's not raising your voice and trying to be like, okay, so, you know, see you're having a tough time right now. Like maintaining your composure, eventually they're gonna recognize Uh Oh, and they can slowly pull themselves down. I mean, and we we had to practice this right before this podcast. You were helping me go through something and process through something. And even though you were frustrated and annoyed, you still didn't allow the level of reactivity to come like it used to. And you were just doing your deep breathing. And when you started to do your deep breathing, I took a deep breath, too. So I followed suit because when you are reactive, your amygdala is taking over your prefrontal cortex, your executive functioning that says, hey, I think you should take a breath right now. It's not working. It's offline, like AOL 1995. It's just not working. And so I needed to come back on. I need to come back online. And I needed to be able to see something with one of my senses that could help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what happens with a lot of our partners. When we feel that our partner is dysregulated, see, I can learn... Uh, then we become dysregulated as a as a reactive effect. It's in solidarity,
1: to right? Like, hey, you're reacting. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, that's not helping our our it's listeners. It's not helping, but I think sometimes our brains do that. We want, especially if you're if you're on autism spectrum disorder, you mirror behavior because you want to show that person, hey, I'm here with you. When that doesn't help,
0: <laughs> no, that happens to everyone. I think we all tend to mirror behavior. That is just a human trait of ours. Right. And this is something that I learned like when I was younger and we, I was doing sales. Right. The one thing that they taught you is when you shake your head, yes, the person that's that's watching you will also shake their head. Yes. That's like a sales tactic. Right. That's ah. basic psychology. We mirror what we see. And that's just, again, human, our human condition at work.
1: I'm over here laughing because I'm thinking of all scenarios like, has he pulled that tactic on me? (laughs) Have I been over here like, honey, we're going to order out pizza tonight, right? And have I have I followed suit with that? But I I, again, I know that's silly, but I love the things that you've learned in sales because they've actually applied to a lot of therapeutic things as well. And I think that that was fantastic to share that. And I'm glad we're talking about reactivity today because I feel a lot less reactive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes again, processing. We talk about this a lot, right? Processing. A lot of the times just getting out the emotion, understanding what we're going through, acknowledging what we're going through helps us to alleviate those symptoms.
1: Absolutely. And the reality is, is that I don't think a lot of people know what the signs are of reactivity. Because they haven't taken the time to study them or understand them. Half the time, it's stop acting that way. You're wiling out. You're acting this way. And then they kind of shut themselves down, go into a shame cycle, and move forward with life. But they, they miss that really important part where they sit down and say, okay, what were the signs and symptoms that were happening that could have helped me to understand pre-reactivity? Right? And we should talk about pre-reactive state of mind and then go into the signs of you're, you're reactive now. <laughs> You've missed that point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because once we know the signs of us being reactive, then we can reverse engineer that into, okay, what got me triggered? Because we have to understand that your reactivity is in direct correlation with you being triggered. So once you know that you're being reactive, you know that you were triggered and then you can, again, reverse engineer it to to understand what was that trigger that initially started you
1: on that path. It's important to say, how was I feeling before I had that big moment? You know, like what was going on for me? Was I clingy? Was I asking a lot of questions? Was I talking incessantly? Was I interrupting people and not giving them a chance? You know, what what was happening for me in that time? Like, was I already in an up-regulate, upregulated state? Like, you're already kind of antsy and you're kind of already up. So being triggered allows you to go to fight or flight. That window of tolerance is closed and you just shoot right up. And the signs, the, the biggest sign that you're going to look for is just this low level of irritability initially. right? If you're already feeling just a little bit on edge and a little irritable, reactivity for you is going to be your go-to the immediate moment that something that you perceive to not like or that bothers you occurs.
0: Absolutely. With me in particular, it's my patience. Not that I have a lot of patience to begin with, but I have a very short short fuse once I'm already in that reactive state.
1: Yeah, when, when you're already in that reactive state, like you'll say to us, you'll try to say, hey, running low on patience today. And when you say running low, we know you don't have any, but you're at least letting us know, right? So it's that irritability and... One of the other signs is you can be looking at angry outburst. If you're just lashing out, you're being reactive. Because unless it's a life or death situation... No need to be up in that fight or flight. So that says that you were probably already in an overstimulated state of mind. Your nervous system was already on edge. There was already a trigger there. And honestly, let's take this a step further. Not every single person that's listening right now has high levels of trauma to say, oh, I, I don't think I was triggered around something. If you're working 40 plus hours a week, taking care of a family, you have a lot going on. There's a lot on your shoulder, a lot on your plate. Your body can become you know, triggered easily because it's in an overstimulated state. So you don't have to have a lot of trauma to have the experience of being overstimulated. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, make that, you know, little, I guess, tip here so that other people could. Well, you're making that correlation. Yeah.
0: And I think we should do. I don't think we've done anything on overstimulation. We should. That's something that we, we should really unpack you know what is overstimulation what does it actually mean because again a lot of the and we're going to be doing a podcast on labels because that's important as well because a lot of these terms that we use a lot of people start to overuse them without understanding exactly yeah what they are because everyone can be overstimulated everyone's a narcissist and everyone's you know uh,
1: yeah, everybody's on the autism spectrum disorder everybody's got adhd everybody's got ocd i did a video on that Ooh, that was a wild one and i talked about it in our healing community. I did this exclusive live, like where we sit down and we kind of talk about things like with psychoeducation. And I told them, just because you're being someone's being a jerk to you does not mean that they're a narcissist and all these different things. Reactivity. Just because someone is responding in a certain way doesn't mean that they're always being reactive or that they're overstimulated or that there was a trigger. Sometimes that's just a control mechanism that can be turned on and turned off. When you are triggered, I wish there was a switch. When you were reactive, I wish it was like, okay, can turn it off. People who are true diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder individuals have the ability to turn it off on someone who's really experiencing that from, you know, from, from their amygdala in their brain, they don't have the ability to turn it off and on and uh, toggle in between those two states of mind. They have the ability to implement something to bring themselves down, but it takes time. So I'm glad that you said that. And we should definitely do a podcast on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of narcissism, right? A true narcissist is complete control of that, right? They're doing it for a reason, and that's what we have to understand. Right. It's like what you said. Not everyone that shows the traits of a narcissist or the behaviors of a narcissist is a narcissist. They just might be, again, over-controlling, over-reactive, toxic. over-stimulating, toxic, exactly. They can be all those things and, and still not be a narcissist. A narcissist is specifically a person that is utilizing what they know to manipulate a situation.
1: To get their needs met. At the end of the day, they're trying to get needs met. Right. So let's keep continue going on these signs. We've talked about irritability, angry outbursts, behaving recklessly, overwatching your surroundings. If you are hyper vigilant to your surroundings, like you hear a noise, you, you hear something going on, you're like, what is that? Or you're paying attention to somebody else's. You're being reactive, easily startled, having a hard time concentrate. Right. Having a hard time sleep, blurting out angry stuff. I mean, next time, just ask me for my opinion. And I'll let you know what I think about these. I'll let you know, personally, I feel like I could have written this, you know, feeling attacked or jumping the gun. That was the biggest one for me. If I'm feeling attacked, I'm being reactive. You know, and that's probably because I'm already overstimulated. I am overstimulated. I've been overstimulated for four days. You get, you know, you got a lot of things that go on. But it's learning like, okay, I am overstimulated. My first response is going to be to be reactive, so I need to take a deep breath. Now, it's, it's all fine. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do that, and someone might have to say, hey, you're, over, you're overstimulated right now. You know, maybe, maybe taking a deep breath can help. We're going to have to help our partners. You know, that's just realistically what's going to happen from time to time. But those are those signs.
0: I think you should probably do a workshop on reactivity if you haven't already. That
1: would be a fantastic idea. We have a workshop today in, in our healing community, and it's the tail end of healing the inner child, the inner teen. And we'll revisit back in September. But I've been thinking of what are some awesome workshops that I can provide to our healing community come the spring and come summer. You're right. Reactivity would be a fantastic one. We could go over how to identify it, how to come up with plans, how to work through that. And, you know, for anybody listening, if you're like, what is this healing community? I'll link it right into the podcast episode for you. We do Zoom calls and workshops and private lives and book clubs and shadow work, journaling stuff. It's awesome. It's it's our chosen family.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, there's a lot of resources in there. One correction that I will make because you you do this from time to time. These are pre-recorded podca- podcast. So, you know, I know you said we're having a, a workshop today. So by the time you hear this podcast, it's probably been a Oops. week or two from the time that she did the workshop. But absolutely, go check out the the, um, the community. We do a lot of things there. I know we had and actually someone asked when it when when are they going to get to meet me because you're on TikTok all the time and on YouTube and, and Instagram Uh, doing your lives, but I don't really pop into those very often, if ever. I try not to stay. I stay away from the social media. I do the podcasting, but we do. I do do a Zoom. So you I do know two Zooms a month. Yes, we do two Zooms a month. That's your opportunity to kind of get to talk to me and, um, you know, ask me questions. A lot of a lot of people like to hear my perspective. Not sure why, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, a lot of our a lot of our, you know, chosen family in our community, they didn't have a positive male role model and or father. And I think you help fulfill that unmet need for them in a lot of ways and you have a, a, a really healthy male perspective on things so without it well i
0: appreciate that and i'm 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 more than happy to help our our people in the community or you guys you know that's why we do the podcast is to help to provide the information to give these viewpoints and i'm more than happy again i don't do the social media thing but um, i'm on the zoom calls uh twice a month so if you're interested in getting more from us, getting more information, getting more support. Absolutely. Check out the the community.
1: So one of the biggest questions I feel that people are going to have is like, okay, great. I understand reactivity is a heightened state of awareness. I'm reactive. Like, what do I do about it? Right. So we're going to talk now about some of the steps and things that you can do. And again, I go into this in depth in our exclusive lives in our community, but here are some things and some tips that you can, you know, listen to. And if you want more of it, Just come on over and, you know, I'll help kind of guide you through that process. The biggest thing, though, is learning to reset your nervous system. When you are already in a heightened state, you have surpassed a lot of the interventions that you may have been able to use prior to this. So journaling and mindfulness training are things you want to do prior to. Right. So right now, if you're already reactive and you're yelling and you're just in this really, really bad place, Go get yourself an ice pack. Put it right on your chest or put it on the right side or left side of your neck on your vagus nerve. When you put cold on your chest or on your vagus nerve, it sends a message immediately to the nervous system. We need to come down. We need to reserve heat. And when you come down, you come out of that state of mind and you pull yourself from your autonomic nervous system, which you called your ANS to your PNS, parasympathetic nervous system. You bring (laughs) your face over there you know you're part you're part of the community because we laugh about this all the time everybody that's in it right now is cracking up so don't ask it's an inside joke but you bring yourself down and you reset your nervous system that's one of the biggest things that you can do is have an ice pack in your freezer if you don't have an ice pack use that bag of frozen peas that no one's going to cook with use that bag throw it on your chest that really can help
0: so what you're saying is i should carry an ice pack with me at all times
1: your, your level of facetiousness right now is unnerving. So no, if you have access to something cold, do it. If you have a water bottle in your car, you can put that on your neck. Anything that you, cold can help. Now, let's hypothetically say you're like Mr. J over here, and you don't want to walk around with an ice pack on you at all times. I bet most of you carry an iced coffee with you throughout the day or a water bottle. You have access to cold things You can put those things on you in a heartbeat. And if you don't and you don't have access to those things, breathing is the best thing you can do. Buddha breathing, box breathing, Navy SEALs breathing, just deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose, filling up your whole body, allowing your chest to expand. And then as you're breathing out, sucking your belly in as you're pulling everything out with you, do that four times. And that can really help reset or breathe in for four beats. And then you do a hold for four counts and then out for four. Those things can really help with a four, five, six. There's so many different things. Just breathe is what I'm saying.
0: Absolutely. I do the Brock's breathing myself. When I feel overstimulated or feel that I'm being reactive, that resets me. Um, that's what I use. Uh, the The ice pack thing is absolutely something that's very, um, it's a shock to your system. Your body, like you said, automatically goes into I need to preserve my body heat so it it gets you out of your upregulated state and brings you back down to deal with, you know, what you what's going on physically with you right now. So it's absolutely a great way to I
1: got something else for you just because I like to pull stuff out of my pocket. Little salt packets. Keep salt packets. If you if you have a pocketbook, if you have a wallet or whatever, when you're having like an anxiety attack and anxiety can actually be a form of reactivity. You take a little salt pack and put it on your tongue. The sodium will help pull things down. So that's also something you can do if you don't have access to temperature.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those are great ways to help you get out of that upregulated state. Now let's talk about once you've done that, because the biggest part of this is right, is recognizing when you are reactive. And that takes a little bit of work outside of that upregulated state. So what you can be doing once you're out of that reactivity state once you're out of that triggered state is what we always talk about. The journaling, the body scans to understand where your baseline is.
1: Yeah. And removing yourself from the situation was the other one that you could do. But I'm going to be real, raw and relatable here. At the end of coming out of some type of a reactive state, if you've been around people, you probably acted in a way you're not proud of. You probably said things you wouldn't have said. So you're gonna come down from that dysregulated state of mind, okay? You're gonna stop being reactive. Your nervous system is going to reset and then you're gonna be flooded with shame, possibly, or guilt, or why did I act this way? So taking some space to sit down and say, I need to offer myself some self-compassion because there was something about this situation that felt too close to home for me or I was too overwhelmed and my needs weren't met And I reacted. If you go into, I'm stupid, I shouldn't have done this, I'm the worst person in the world, all you are doing is confirming the initial thought that was happening beforehand or the initial trauma that you went through and you're just prolonging your ability to actually learn to recover so that you become less triggered as you heal. So self-compassion, and we talk about this in the healing community all the time, I've done workshops on it, we have a podcast episode on it, is key so take the first five minutes to nurture yourself and nurture your ego and allow the emotions to come out and then you take the next five talking to whoever was around you to say and take ownership I had no right to behave the way in which I did towards you I was not in a good state of mind and there was no excuse for that behavior here are the things that I'm going to do I believe with some self-reflection I was triggered by x y and z what have you, and then allow that person to express how they feel and allow them to take the space that they need. It is hard, but we do not need to ruminate over what we did because when we ruminate and we continue to think about it and we beat ourselves up, we suffer twice. We suffer for the first time we went through the trauma, whoever caused it for us, and we're just re traumatizing ourselves. There's no need for it.
0: No, I think that's excellent. That's absolutely what you want to start to do. Um, We're all human. We all have these. We've all at some point or another been reactive, been triggered, been overstimulated, and been the worst parts of ourselves. So it's okay, it's okay. We have to give ourselves permission to say, you know what, I made a mistake. Let me learn from this. Let me move forward and let me be the best version of myself by humbling myself and understanding that, hey, I understand that this happened and I can still be the person that I strive to be, which is a better individual And that's it's all a learning process. It's all about that journey. Right. That is the journey. That is what healing looks like. And being a better person, being a better version of yourself takes a lot of that.
1: Exactly. Reactivity is something that we're all going to present with. The issue is, is when we don't do something about it. Okay, so now you've probably listened to this podcast, you're like, oh crap, I'm reactive all the time, I'm reactive towards my kids, I'm snapping at my boss, I'm snapping at this person. If you are constantly doing that, you are in an overstimulated reactive state of mind, which means you're not doing enough self-care. You're not journaling enough, you're not doing enough mindfulness, you're not planning accordingly, you're overbooking yourself because you're probably self-sabotaging. So again, that's a whole other podcast and we can talk a little bit more about that in the community. Go into depth, go into detail. But I hope that this podcast brought you some clarification and gave you some insight as to maybe be why you've been behaving the way that you've been behaving
0: yeah i think we provided a lot of great information i hope you guys got a lot out of it and definitely work on that reactivity work on giving yourself the self-compassion that you need once you have been reactive so understand that we're all human we all make mistakes but we all have the ability to be better so till next time guys
1: So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.